keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sellout full of suffering, succotash, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight, too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Keelan. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Evan Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, Dan, the St. Germain event. Woo! I stole that from somebody who tweeted that to me on Twitter. I don't remember what your handle is. On the show today is uh, one of my uh, favorite friends and comedians. He is the winner of Comedy Central's first roast battle. He's been on Conan. He's been on Seth Meyers. He has a new half-hour special coming out. Put your hands together. No one is here but Jim. Uh, <laughs> Mike Lawrence. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Daddy. Yeah. I was, I was realizing, like... You can only do a Dusty Rhodes impression to other people that know who Dusty Rhodes is. Otherwise, it just comes off really. Racist. It's just minstrelly. <laughs> like, no, no, it's I'm 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 fucking mimicking a white guy who was racist. I'm I went not to racist. the pay window in the movie Cough Too Fitty. Let's uh, let's get this thing going. It's time for the ten count. Number one. The SmackDown Top 10. Did you see that this week? <laughs> I did. It's the most ridiculous yeah. segment I've ever seen in rap. I'm like, what is the? It reminds me of when you're like five and talking to your friends about your favorite wrestler. You're like, number one, AJ Styles. Number two, Shinsuke Nakamura. What was amazing was, I know it was dumb because they pointed out the plot hole that I said out loud, which was, how are the Usos behind the New Day when they're the champions? And then like one of them said that. I was like, yeah, this is dumb. That whole segment is if that voice became a segment. <laughs> but this is this thing. And Daniel Bryan read that off like it was a suicide note. You could sure. see in his eyes, he's like, I wish I was wrestling. So I is, wish I was wrestling. Is Ty Dillinger's character just an autistic kid who loves the number 10? <laughs> like, what is that? that he's he actually just, a CIA agent at the very end. That he always just comes, he's always number 10 on the list and then once you do that once you got to keep doing that unless that could be a feud that he if he gets bumped to number nine but he's upset that he's not 10 he's smackdown's leaf cassidy it's it's <laughs> i never got that gimmick i'm i'm trying to get on board with it it yeah. seems like it sucks because he's got like a nice guy face like you know he's probably yeah, a it's good canadian egg. yeah yeah he's probably like a pretty nice guy yeah. But his, his gimmick is just fucking terrible. Yeah, he looks like he was really good at holding Edge's bags. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know me? <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, are you declaring any produce? Yeah, yeah I, I I don't get it. Um, And I, I I hope it comes back because it was that bad. Like, I <laughs> hope they just do it for a couple more weeks uh, just because, you know, like, I just don't know what's going on. And this is a bigger thing for me is I don't know what the fuck has happened to SmackDown. I was even fine with Jinder Mahal uh, becoming champion, because I'm like, at least this is different. But now it just, well, just you know, feels this whole land of opportunity. It's just more of the land of the same old. Another problem with that top 10 thing is, 
when you're trying to push the women are equal to men and they have an elimination chamber in the Royal Rumble, but then you put them in the same list. And it's like, it kind of feels like, well, yeah, your SmackDown men's champion has to be number one. (laughs) Of course course it does. It's very... Look, man, I'm not the most woke person in the world. I think people can agree with that. There's just certain shit... I'll get some heat for this, but like wrestling, it's great. The women's division is great. I love Sasha Banks. I'm glad it's there, but it's still primarily for dudes. That's what professional wrestling is for. It's for guys. And like, and I'll even give it an example. Like, uh, this was like a couple weeks ago. I went on a date with a girl who was into wrestling and I thought that would be like a big thing. Like I'd be really into it. Um, but I went out and I was like, totally turned off i'm like i don't want to it's just it would be like if you went out with me and i'm like i am so in to the american girls oh that's too creepy but like the bachelor it's like straight dudes are into the bachelor it's not that i think there's anything inherently wrong with it i just for me it's just like a turn on when a woman's like like oh i love aj styles you're like none none of this makes me want to come right now nice girl i hope she's doing well yeah it is it is kind of uh you know, weird if, uh, you know, someone blows you and then knows what a screw job finishes. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Like, would you be as attracted to Adina if she was as into comic books as you? Or you think it would be overkill? Um, Adina is Mike's wonderful wife, by the way. Well, you know what? Like, she's super nerdy about other things in the way I'm nerdy about my stuff, minus <laughs> the need to put it on a T-shirt every day. No, like, I'm not even talking about the nerdy stuff. But I'm saying if, like, yeah. she knew more about Vulture than you, would you be into that? Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me. I mean, it would it'd definitely, you know, be a different dynamic. But I mean, it's fine. It's you know. But at the same time, there is something nice about having your own island of loneliness. Oh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, like you're not lonely. You're like, uh, oh no. But I'm saying I'm I'm a lonely fan sometimes. Yeah, with the stuff I like. Yeah, of course. It's it's like uh, like wrestling always needs to be a little bit niche. You know, people are like, oh, it's not as big as the Attitude Era anymore. And I'm like, well. It was never supposed to be that big. It's just like like some of the dumber like superhero stuff. Like I'm watching at 2 a.m. when no one should be. And it's like, I don't know if, you know, like when you, uh, you know, like we have to watch Game of Thrones together. There's all these shows we watch together right. that we love together. If I had to do that with uh, Black Lightning, I don't know. Is Black Lightning good? <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, it was good. All right. Number two, WWE celebrates black history. Uh, which... <laughs> Okay, I mean, it's that crime time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You just, it's like, it's this beautiful landscape, but then you realize the camera pans out and it's just Kamala's moons. Um, By February 24th, they're showing that clip of R Truth in the Confederate outfit, (laughs) which is amazing. (laughs) It's the best. Yeah, well, you see why him and Vince are really, you know, they're really close. They're like really oh, close, wow. which is really like it's like Vince's best friend apparently backstage. Like I, they hang out together, our truth and Vince. Quick quickest side. That's the closest Vince has come to honoring black history is <laughs> is like paying for like our truth's lunches. Yeah. And smacking Jacqueline's ass. But <laughs> but uh I wore a bootio shirt to a comedy show and there was um a black woman who was like, I don't know how I feel about this shirt. I was well, like, no, yeah. it's wrestling. It's fun. I mean, you should show her the fucking history, other history of wrestling. Oh, I know. Well, I had my Saba Simba jacket on also. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, you know, because I, you know, I don't want, I'm not a guy like, I don't want to just throw WWE under the box. I, I fucking love wrestling. And I thought 
for for wrestling like the sanitation strikes they they had they had uh highlighted i think with roman reigns on monday or it was actually pretty tasteful the packages weren't terrible when they were no. actually like they weren't they weren't awful it wasn't it wasn't exactly like you know it wasn't fucking ken burns but yeah, but wrestling is also the one place where you know the rock is more samoan than black like oh yeah well, the rock, were like, he's the, the first not want you to know it it's like mike yeah. pence knowing you're gay he's gay you know <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, don't yeah. want to know it yeah, dwayne johnson does the movies but the rock is <laughs> But you know, like here's a here. Hey WWE, here's a way to uh, honor Black History. Um, have Big E Langston win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you know, like do something that you're actually pushing. And you know, I'm, I understand like, this is coming from two dudes who look like we, me and Mike both look like fucking white doomsday preppers. But oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, We're the like, bludgeon cousins. <laughs> <laughs> God, that gimmick, man. <laughs> I love Luke Harper, and I feel so yeah. bad. Even when Luke Harper on SmackDown, he did the thing where he paused Eric from like that was cool as shit. But yeah. then like you, if you pan back to like you're just wearing these fucking. Like prisoner of Azkaban costumes. Yeah, Give me I mean, a break. maybe if I was seven, it's because it's like, you know, like if I was thirty-five and I watched, uh, you know, uh, late eighties like WWF and Demolition came out, I'd be like, oh look, it's Bill and Barry. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it would have that like mystique and aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demolition is kind of weird because it was. Uh, I mean, they're basically just like if Kink.com had a tag team, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains why I jerked off every time they wrestled. Yeah, but the thing, yeah, the Black History Month thing, it is, it is this weird thing where, um, in terms of like race relations in WWE, you want to be like, well, yeah, they had these stereotypical black characters, and that's not that bad because there have been stereotypical characters of every ethnicity, mostly mm -hmm. uh, Japanese. But uh, yeah. you know, I mean, the Mexicals, uh, <laughs> there's yeah. been a lot of garbage. But then it's like, yeah, it is the lack of championship stuff. And, I mean, especially, like, I know everyone is on this bandwagon of Triple H is, like, the savior, and he's the one who's making the well, company Booker great. Booker T program at WrestleMania I, 19. It's unforgivable. It's, it's crazy. And it's not even, to me, it's not even just that it's problematic. It's not a good story. It's no. bad storytelling. Also, I want to say good on you to Booker T, because one of the things that we were going to talk about this week, this is why I fucking love wrestling. One of the things we were yeah. talking about is the Corey Graves-Booker T feud. Yeah. And then I read online, I, oh, it's a work. <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought it was real. This is That's like how great wrestling is, yeah. is I really thought they had. And then I found out, oh, no, they're just building that up. They wanted Coach to come back, and they're trying to build up Booker T's podcast. Like, Corey Graves is actually doing a nice thing for Booker T by starting this feud. Yeah. Um, but it was it's so funny, because I was like, ooh, let's talk about the controversy. And it's all bullshit. And I didn't want to have to pick a side in that either because Booker is fun. And also, Corey Graves is better than he has any right to be. Like, Corey Graves is yeah, he's it, great. It, it, he is like if they tried to manufacture a CM Punk and it didn't work. You right. Because like, he he's got hurt. Great. But Co he's good at his job, man. Coachman's great. Mauro Ranallo on NXT is awesome. They they really have a. And, and uh, Renee's great. They have a, like a lot of really great. Yeah, it's probably the best anchors they've had since probably like Heyman and Lawler together. I mean, give or no, take. No, Heyman and uh, uh, Heyman and Ross. Ross. Sorry, yeah, 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 that was awesome. Give give, give or take an Otunga here or there. I think you know Ross and Lawler in their prime was great, but it definitely yeah. lasted too long. It, has, it lasted, and too I'm glad long. to have Coach back. He's he's awesome. And Jerry Waller definitely does actually hate um, Peter Rosenberg, though. Yeah. Which is like, it's just kind of, I don't know. Did you see like some of the pre-show stuff? Or apparently like backstage Mark Henry 
like legit got into Jerry Lawler's face and was like, why are you making fun of my guy? And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember I was at a Comic-Con and this was a month after Jerry Lawler had the heart attack on the air. And I saw him at a church's chicken because I was also there <laughs> and like just eating so much. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want him to learn. <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine like just walking into like that is the opposite of celebrating black history. Jerry Waller and Mike Lawrence eating in a church's chicken on the road. That's like the opposite of what every black guy wants uh, to see. Yeah. Happy black history. <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on to number three. Authority figures in WWE. I was going to say I was sick of him, but I'll, 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 I'll add something at the end of here. Um, just to break down. Uh, apparently there was news today that, I mean, which we kind of saw coming. This isn't new news, but Ronda Rousey was signed specifically to get Stephanie McMahon over. And they're trying to recreate Vince and Austin. It's so nuts because that means Stephanie's going to do all the heavy lifting. And I like Stephanie in certain circumstances, but she's not a heavy lifting person. She can't carry an entire fucking program the way that Vince and Austin. No, she's a terrible character. Because of the fact that she never really gets to come up. And it's my problem with on-screen Triple H. And also her, it's like they do these like 27-minute mania matches that aren't good, but they are important and epic, but they're not actually good. And Triple H... I did like Triple H, Seth Rollins, and Triple H, Daniel Bryan. It was... I don't know. It was. It felt like an intermission in some ways. It's just... Uh, but the problem is Triple H never grows. You yeah. know, it's like... He will often lose. He lost to Daniel Bryan, and it's like, that should be a character change. You called this guy a B-plus player, and you said that he wasn't good enough, and then you lost to him decisively. He got to achieve his dreams. You didn't change at all. I agree. I, I will say there is no one in, and I'm, it's probably because he's on fucking HGH, but it's crazy that Triple H looks like that. Even if he's on steroids and HGH, the amount of work that you have to do to fucking look like that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. has got to be insane. And he looks cool as shit now that he has the big right. beard and he's bald and he's got like the... I do love that, but I get what you're saying. I go back and forth. I guess, I guess I'll always kind of have a His uh, workout spot. book that came out was just like a list of prescriptions. <laughs> 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 no, I just... The, the authority figure thing, yeah, the thing is we didn't really have that before Austin, like, you know, we had Tunney and that kind of stuff, right. but the on-screen active participant heel authority, they've done it so many times so much. and it just doesn't work because the biggest problem to me about the heel authority figure thing is that you lose the organic feud between two people when yeah. it's like this guy that's mandating that you have to fight this person and all that you're losing something like natural of just two guys wanting to beat well, each other yeah but here's the thing dude like you say that but like the biggest feud in the fucking 80s was a feud um not between two wrestlers it was bet- i mean in WWE, it was between bobby brain Heenan and hulk hogan yeah he would set up a new guy each time yeah it wasn't like hogan was cutting promos with these guys it was fucking bobby coming in and being like this is the guy that's gonna finally take down hulk hogan 
Yeah, um, but it was still more about the match between those two guys. Like, yeah, look, Hogan and Andre. Yeah, Bobby is an integral part of that. It's still Hogan and Andre, you know. Yeah. But now it feels like the authority figure is always there. Like I want to like SmackDown more than I do. But all the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon stuff makes me want to turn off the television. I, I agree with that. Compelling. I don't understand what is fucking going on there. To the point of, like, I put it on the list of things to talk about. I don't even know what to talk about. I don't know what the... Because it, it's like, okay, turn Daniel Bryan heel. Do fucking something. This whole, like, one foot in the water, this lukewarm shit. There is nothing going on. on and I'm going to skip, actually, to what well, I'll talk about later on. But there's nothing... Right now, this whole fucking Kevin Owens... Sami Zayn, two performers that I love, and AJ Styles, all three of those guys I love, but it's boring. It somehow I, is, is boring. Is a slight hot take? I don't want Daniel Bryan on my TV. Um, yeah. It feels like he's there because he was massively over with the crowd, which organically happened through his matches and his mic work, and he was great. Mm -hmm. But it's like knowing that he can't wrestle and he shouldn't wrestle and that nothing can ever lead to anything, it's just not interesting to me um i don't think he's that great of a talker it just feels yeah. like they feel sorry for well, him I, he should have a role in the company but i feel like maybe as a, a trainer yeah. or something more than what he is well, I, it's just I, like I, seeing Shawn michaels now you kind of don't want to see Shawn michaels on screen anymore but you kind of no. want daniel bryan to wrestle again i'll never when i see daniel bryan i'm like i want to see this guy fucking wrestle you know? Yeah. Well, it's also that 10-minute promo format just doesn't help a lot of guys. And, you know, the only reason, like, it kind of worked for Daniel Bryan is because you knew a good match was coming out of it. But now you, there isn't. So there's... Right. You're making a promise you can't keep. That's that's true. And then they had that weird-ass Kurt Angle, Alexa Bliss sexism thing. Did you see that? No. Is it that was it? just so weird. I mean, I'll just... I'll touch on it briefly. It was basically, she's like, you're making me wrestle an elimination chamber match and not Brock, and that's sexism. That was it. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like, that was just a whole fucking segment. I mean, I she's guess got a true. point. Oh, she's 100% correct. Well, that, that is a weird thing it's that they never... It's weird to see Kurt Angle just like... Like, like, like WWE's not going to handle sexism. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is the guy who literally like tried yeah. to capture Charmel. Uh, <laughs> Remember that? And he's like, uh, <laughs> it was just like 2000 when he had like Luther Reigns with him. Yeah. He like said some really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy black history month <laughs> stuff about Charmel. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, you know, and again, I was like, I was about to shit on all authority figures this week, but William Regal at NXT works. <laughs> I think, yeah. You know, and I don't know why that is. I think it's because he's just there to do make matches. And I think it's just an hour long. Then it's not the focal point of the show. No, it's, it's not. not starting with him in the ring for 10 minutes. Also, he's just really good promo. He's yeah. a great promo. He's a better promo than all those people we just mentioned. Yeah. And as I, far as an authority promo. But I think it's that also because he's not as big of a character. It's actually to the benefit that those segments are always going to be more about the in-ring talent. Whereas a Shane McMahon segment is more about Shane McMahon. Yeah. Who I also don't want to see on TV. Yeah. He's got a, he's also got a weird kid. He's like, he's like a rich kid, but he talks like he's, Oh, I'm from the 1950s and I'm on the street. But he just looks you know? like the Papa John's guy. And it's <laughs> he like, does, like yeah, he doesn't look like the Papa John's guy. Because it's like now every mania, it's like, so we have to, by have, the way, WB, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
If you want to bring in Papa John's, the authority figure, I erase yeah. all my authority <laughs> figures. If you bring in Papa John's, I mean, the he's sponsoring McMahon, the XFL. <laughs> He's the I would first fucking sponsor. Tune in. There'd be awesome numbers if he if he like had a I don't know who would Papa John's Austin be <laughs> if if Papa John is McMahon who would be his Austin uh, CC's Pizza <laughs> I'm just trying to make a five dollar pizza for the working man <laughs> oh, okay sorry you were saying oh, I was saying it's like so now like there's such a formula with Mania of like so we have to have the Triple H match now we have to have the Shane match and it's like so that's already an hour of like okay you yeah know? I don't think Shane should wrestle at this Mania no. they're gonna have to do that mixed tag like match, that AJ so. match was better than it should have been, but also AJ could have been used so much better against. I mean, he's just the greatest else. fucking wrestler on the yeah. planet. Number four, CM Punk is not signed to any UFC deal. That is what Dana White said. There's debate of whether or not that is a work and yeah, whether or not he will be fighting in June in Chicago. He is as good at fighting as Ronda Rousey is at pointing at signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's what CM Punk's theme song should be. That, I mean, that was fucking rough, man. I I, I just. Can he just like go to New Japan just or do any? They're just fucking. Uh, is he a good comic book writer? That's my question. <laughs> no, because he always talks He's about fine, like, oh, I'm writing yeah. Drax's shit. Yeah. Or, I mean, this is my thing. I, I'm so conflicted. I um, love CM Punk, by the way. I so. do too. Um, and I, we watched the Money in the Bank. I think that's one of my favorite moments as a wrestling fan. When we all went ape shit when he yeah, won. Yeah, I remember being at like a pit open mic with Scott Chaplin as a buddy when the. Uh, pipe bomb happened and like five of us gathered around a cell phone screen to hear it like right you're not i haven't had that i remember that since. my ex-girlfriend at yeah. the time i got up from the bed and watched it like but yeah it was, <laughs> that awesome. was incredible so you know but at the same time you know the performer in me the union guy in me like the guy who has health insurance because of a guild mm -hmm. i'm so glad that he hasn't come back like i i need there to be that one person that says defense fuck you fuck you uh, you don't get to do this to people and so that if i love I'm not japan though like i'm new japan why am i not making him a godfather deal right now where you're just like like, here's all the fucking a godfather is he comes out with hose and <laughs> opens up a strip club yeah. no i i i, I don't yeah. understand if i'm if i'm especially now they have like he can't but also, be as expensive as he used to be so i mean he's got to be pretty expensive but yeah i'm sure but i'm sure that they could give him a ton of money and have him work only like six fucking dates a year well here's the thing about new japan I think that that would actually hurt them because, like, the Jericho thing was a very unique thing. The Jericho thing was a guy who's 47 who has a lot to say and is a genius. Like, Chris Jericho is one of the wrestling geniuses. Yeah. It's like, I can't tell this type of story in the company I'm in. I'm going there. And it he also has like, a Japanese history. He's Yeah. He's but it felt like it was his choice. I don't think that New Japan needs its own Brock Lesnar. I think that that hurts New Japan to have a guy that's just there for the money. It doesn't feel like guys go there just for the money. And maybe uh, they do. I, I, I'm sure Japanese wrestlers would argue against that. I mean, those young bucks, young bucks are like, you know, they're the savviest businessmen in wrestling. Those guys are always business. Yeah, but first. there's always like authorial intent behind it. There's like a sense of joy to it. I don't want to see like 
CM Punk phoning it in. I don't think he would if he came back there, but maybe I just, you know, I don't know. Man, I'm a fucking Mark. I also just think that he's he was way more hurt than we gave credit. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting listening to the something to wrestle about Edge, and you don't realize just how how fucked up that guy's neck was, you know? And oh yeah, and there's so many people like that. Apparently, Sheamus is is like he's on his last run yeah. because of Spinal Fusion. Oh, number five, uh, the Miz signs a new deal to 2022. I never thought I'd say this, but I was excited when I fucking read that, and it, it's an it's a testament for me. And I don't know how you feel about the Miz, but a testament to me of how much that guy has grown. Where I'm like. Oh, I'm glad he'll be here until 2022. No, he's great. Here's a question. Is it that he's gotten that much better? Or is it that a lot of the other people have gotten that much less interesting? I won't say worse because I think, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. You know, ring wise, like work rate wise, this is the best the company has ever been. Unquestionably. Yeah. I think it's that, you know, and I'm not personality just, wise. I think it's that he's gotten that much better because if you look at for when the WrestleMania 27 promos, he was trying to be Chris Jericho. Yeah. And then they tried to do that weird thing where he's trying to be a face and it was like the blandest baby face. And the Ric Flair stuff was not good. Yeah. He's doing the figure four. Yeah. And it's like, I think that, no, I think he's actually gotten that much better. I actually think that he's become like uh, a good example, I guess, would be the honky tonk man, you know, a better wrestling honky tonk yeah. man. I'm, I also feel like. In the land of the tweeners, the one actual heel is king. You know what I mean? Right. Like exactly. so many of these guys are trying to be cool and likable. Yeah, like Kevin Owens is never going to be a true heel. Yeah. You know, because we just like him too much. And I mean, it's like I remember watching that LeVar Ball segment. And I mean, it is a disaster Ugh. of a train wreck. The word, but one it's of the worst only seen as worse. watchable as it is because of the myths. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and no, he's. Uh, I, it, it's cra it's crazy that that guy has gotten from that Daniel Bryan talking smack promo to now. Yeah, you know, he's made the fucking Miztourage watchable, and I think that that was that's like the yeah. in the beginning. I'm like, this is the lamest shit ever. Yeah, um, I mean, the Mizdow stuff was awesome. Yeah, I I, th I do think it's it's kind of the best thing that can happen to a wrestler in WWE, and it's probably it's awful is for this it's for the smart marks to give up on them because it's true freedom and it brings me to number six which are the usos like once the wrestling fans give up on you it gives you real creative freedom because now miz is like a loved wrestler and that's only be he would not be where he is right now if if the entire wrestling community didn't absolutely loathe him at one point and yeah. i think it's the same thing with the usos I mean, yeah, there was a lot of resentment for The Miz, the fact that he wasn't in that main event and Punk wasn't. Um, yeah. But it is like, yeah, you got to give him credit that he's, you know, worked harder and and he's, yeah, he's fun to watch. And I mean, like I, I know I've said it before, that 10-minute promo structure, I think, does a lot of guys harm. I think Miz is one of the people that has elevated because of it. Well, he's also one of the only guys who can memorize lines and make them his own. He's a yeah. good actor. Yeah. Number six, yeah, the Usos. I I don't understand. First off, their promo on fucking Tuesday was awesome. I don't know if you saw it. It's awesome. Why? And my whole and this is fantasy booking. Why? Why if you if, instead of this weird flirty thing with Nakamura and AJ Styles, why not have fucking the Usos go after those two? Like make yeah. them heels and have that be the main event for Fastlane. Yeah, they're you know? great. They're have them be a tag team title match. You know? Well, you know what? It's like they are a low key version of The Rock in some ways, where mm -hmm. they came out with the face paint and just mm -hmm. the 
I mean, <laughs> the savage Samoan thing. And then when they got to be themselves, which is, you know, <laughs> they wanted Mike's like, how can I say this without yeah. being racist? <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, but, but they're fucking, they're hip hop, man. I mean, yeah, they, they really fun. are, you know? Well, that's the thing. And like Samoan culture has a lot of that. Like, I remember the first time I finally watched like a Yokozuna shoot promo. It was like a minute long. And he was like, I love Tupac and Biggie. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, their, their fucking promos are unreal. And, and uh, like to go and their back work and, is incredible. Their work is really good, you know, um, and their look is, yeah, the whole time I, I'm, I'm like, why aren't these guys the top fucking heel on? Because one of the things I'll go into NXT. One of the things that NXT does well, um, and that they're kind of starting to get with the Balor Club. It's like, okay, maybe we don't have an Austin or a Rock right now as far as promo ability, but then create factions. People love fucking factions. You know, the NWO. None of those guys. Hogan was a really good promo, but all those guys were kind of bland on their own. Like Nash is a kind of a bland yeah. promo. Scott Hall is a decent promo. But, like, it's those together wearing those colors. So why not have fucking the Usos run roughshod on these guys? Why not? There, sh there should be more factions, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the Usos and Reigns would be yeah. fantastic together. Oh, my God. It would be awesome. They kind of did that with AJ and the, and the club. But yeah. this weird fucking... AJ Styles backstage and then Nakamura sticking his head out and like giggling like a geisha girl uh, or some yeah. shit. And I love that. Like him win the rumble. I think Nakamura's work is incredible. I think AJ's work is incredible, but I don't understand this weird flirty back. Like, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Nakamura talking. Is, yeah. Nakamura talking is not great. No, that's what I mean. Just have him versus fucking the Usos. Then you have the Usos do all the promos. Yeah. And they'll carry the fucking thing. You, you know, don't have to worry about AJ and Nakamura. It was like Nakamura passed the Adina test. We were watching like wrestling for like 30 minutes. You know, it's funny. Down on. And, um, I haven't even passed the Adina test. No. <laughs> and, uh, and he comes out and she's like, that guy is fucking awesome. You yeah. Know? But it's all the entrance, the ring stuff. And him, he's in the ring. He's great. But him on promos it's and the rough. backstage. Look, if I, a, if I fucking was in Japan and I had to do Japanese promos, I'm, hurt, I'm sure everybody would be like, this is horrendous. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. you know, I get it. It's, English is a fucking second language. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you watch NXT this week? Number seven? I did not. It's okay. Well, it was good, guys. Yeah. If you haven't seen it... uh. They're running with the Almas Gargano thing for uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I saw with that it. match. The match was incredible. Yeah, we talked about it last week. NXT is so much fun, man. They really. How are. much of the fun of it? I think it is fun. Like I, uh, you know, Adam Conover. Uh, Adam you know, Conover. Friend. Adam just got signed to NXT. So nice. <laughs> but you know, we, we've been talking about wrestling, and I showed him uh, Nakamura Zayn as like an intro. Yeah, and he was like, "Why can't it just be like this every day?" You know, <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, there's all these different uh, factors for that." I mean, I just I listed all of the content WWE produces in a week. You know, it's like so you can't they have, have everything to sell be advertising. Special. Yeah, but it's it's no, it's 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 you're right. It's an hour. That's why but, it's so great. But NXT, it's also it's the atmosphere. Um, it's just, yeah, I watched that uh, Velveteen Dream Alistair Black match, and it was just like, it was one of those where you didn't need to watch any videos or anything. The entire story was told in the ring, and I think that's what makes NXT great. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and, and it's also the audience is forgiving. Like, they want to see new shit, which is, 
I mean, that's not what kind of like, you know, we, we really don't. When we, did, when we were one of the fans, it's like we say, oh, we want to see something new. No, we want to see the guys that we like win. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we want to see NXT has to always be new shit because yeah. it ultimately has to be the development system. Absolutely. Number eight, Papa Roach is singing the new Roth theme song. Have you listened to it yet? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that, you know, I would, if you had asked me and I was, I was talking to uh, Jim over here about their second theme song. Right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They've had one before. If I was, like, if I, if I had to listen to Papa Roach in my normal life, like if I was like working out or <laughs> I would want to kill myself, but for some reason they're perfect for the WWE. I remember me and you went to a raw in Madison Square Garden in 2009, this was the one where uh, Kofi Kingston, who was still Jamaican at the time, yeah. did the boom drop on oh, Randy right. Orton yeah. through the yeah. table at Undertaker. Yeah, that was a great yeah, raw. Yeah. It was Undertaker, Jericho, and uh, Cena, I think, were uh, against Legacy in the main event. <laughs> Just to let you know how long ago that was. Yeah. But I remember that night, specifically, they debuted the new Raw theme at the time, which was Nickelback's Burn It to the Ground. Oh, yeah. Did people boo? Or, I forget. I, you know what? I, I don't remember if they did, but I just remember it coming on. You know, yeah. like, it's my first Raw. Yeah. I'm in Madison Square Garden. I lost my shit. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not a big Nickelback fan. I don't hate them as much as other people do. As, but, as, as every comedian's bit from 2014. But the thing is, <laughs> but the thing is like, wrestling... Needs that. I don't want wrestling to like have Mumford and Sons like <laughs> no. entrance themes and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants Alistair Black to come out to Radiohead. Here's, here's the thing: no matter what we want to say, the best wrestle you know video package ever has a Limp Biscuit song. Oh yeah, gonna do things my way. Is it my way or is it what <laughs> yeah, is it? Was that, that is the apex. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's no, it. it's my way. It's my way. Oh yeah. So, taker came out to Rollin. That's right. Biker Taker. Right. Wild Hogs Taker. Yeah, Wild Hogs <laughs> But um but it was the whole uh yeah it's like that's the apex of our art form. That moment. Just once what you know to me. What's the what's the old Papa Roach one, Jim? What was that? What was it called? No, 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 that was no, not that on was it. it. That was not the WWE. <laughs> they did that during a Benoit video <laughs> package. That's that's Nickelback. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wait, then what was the what was the last Raw theme? It was like 2008. Is it like whoa? Yeah, that's it. And that's also in love. That's it. To be love. It's awesome. It it works. Monster uh, Magnet did a SmackDown theme for a while. Total Evan Marks listeners. <laughs> if I get to 10,000 listens a week, we're at 2,000 now. We're trying to build up 10,000 a week. I will sing every Papa Roach and fucking Nickelback theme song that's been WWE. <laughs> Seriously, I will make an album. I will put it on iTunes um, and it will be no instrumental of me just Wing lyrics, and it's out there for you guys, but we need to get to that 10,000. But, but I always want bands like that to do the songs because I don't want wrestling to come to me. Yeah. I want to go to wrestling. <laughs> that, that, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Like, the weirdest was, like, was it 2005 when they did it in L.A. and it was, like, Peter Gabriel's Big Time? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is too <laughs> good for it. One of these things him. is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Although now I'm, I'm getting to me and my, uh, my, my girlfriend now, I guess. 
Uh, we, uh, we like, we're, we're really in a fucking dad rock and that, and that like the most fun for that, like for some reason, I never thought I'd be in a dad rock, but it's like, once you get to a certain age, man, you just want fucking music for the mood you're in. I, I'm never going to be a fucking Matt Pinfield music connoisseur, Kurt Loder guy. Yeah, it's like, how old am I? I'm, I don't want to fight any more years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. That's how old oh, I am. That's awesome. Number nine, uh, Undertaker stands for the flag. Do you see that? <laughs> they just did a post of how he stands for the flag and he doesn't kneel. <laughs> and he worked out. In when, the anytime he won a match, he would kneel. <laughs> that was his finishing thing. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> he would kneel in all the air. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, I kneel. will do it when I defeat Mabel. His ashes are Eric Garner. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, no, that's a, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, man. Hands up. <laughs> Don't shoot. <laughs> I love it how we managed to piss off both fucking the right wing and the, and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I, I just don't get. I don't want to. I mean, I, you know what though? Like that was another reaction where it's like I'm a pretty left wing fucking Democrat. Of course, I don't give a shit who's kneeling on the field. I get yeah. it. Like uh, you know, as much as a white person can get it, I guess. But um, but like. Like, it's like, of course, wrestlers have to be Republicans. Most wrestlers have to be. That's just who they are. They're independent contractors. They're, they all drop out of fucking school. At the 16. music has to be Papa Roach. Yeah. And the politics <laughs> has to, to be, be garbage. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. You can't. I would. I don't want fucking. Like, it's kind of. I know that. I always thought it was kind of corny when Daniel Bryan would endorse Jill Stein. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> Like Kane is as smart as you can get in wrestling, and he's running team. Republican. He's is he Republican? Oh, yeah, he's Roman Libertarian. Yeah, in Tennessee. Uh, he's a big Rand Paul guy. Kane yeah. wants to shut down the government, but then there would be no money for the pyro, Kane. So what are you going to do about yeah. that? <laughs> um, number ten. We had talked about this briefly. Uh, the best shoot interview of all time and that's Quincy Jones. Oh yeah. I read that and I, I know this isn't this is this is you not have to read it while wrestling. listening to the Sanford and Son theme. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is it's every great WWE shooter interview. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Yes. What was your favorite part of the interview? My favorite part which feels like the lead that was buried I I get the very enticing Brando Pryor stuff, which which is awesome. Um, right. The but, sex tape no one wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the offer we could refuse. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, the Michael Jackson plagiarism stuff, and that's like the second paragraph. I always, I've never fucking been a Michael Jackson fan, and I know everybody else is. And I'm getting shit, but also there was like a story on Stern. I think it was like some fucking I mean, guy he just like stole all Brent his, Ratner yeah. or some like douchey director who was like talking about how Michael Jackson used to fucking throw water balloons at homeless people and shit from a limo. He was like, I get it. He was repeatedly hey, abused he and he coming. never had a shot. But I fucking, I never, I, I've never like listened to a Michael Jackson song and been like, yeah. I mean, Thriller is amazing. Yeah. I get it. But he just throws a water balloon at home. He's like, what the fuck? It wasn't me. It was the man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year both Andy Dick and Michael Jackson went down. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like I thought that was awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I know. I just I, I love it. That's what WWE needs more of. They need more Quincy Jones. Yeah, I mean, I used to love they had a show for a few years that barely anybody watched um, 
a Legends Roundtable. I think they're on oh, the that's network. Right. Yeah, they're and, still on the network. And that was fun because you would have that kind of like, I don't care. I mean, it was a little produced, but they would be pretty gruff about stuff and like who they didn't like. And right. Piper just like ran roughshod on Mr. T. And it's, I mean. Piper, Piper, um, if you, at the end of that one Legends house when he's talking about like the ghosts in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. They, P- Roddy Piper in that show is me every time I've gone to rehab. Yeah. I mean, some of the things he says feel heavier than than his jacket on Rhonda's body. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not Rhonda's forehead on her uh, neck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the woman who couldn't uh, be good in the Entourage and Expendables 3. <laughs> Let's have her cut promos. Um, no, nah, I, I just, yeah, the Quincy Jones thing, it is just that unfiltered honesty. Like, to me, you know, watching the Ric Flair documentary, the best parts of that were the candid things like I think I think my favorite moment and it was Hogan saying that Flair was 10 times the wrestler he was yeah just because I don't know like that just didn't feel like something I could ever imagine him saying yeah and I think actually my favorite part of the Quincy Jones thing was that like they're like what's something that you wish you didn't know he goes the JFK got assassinated. He goes, what do you think about Cosby? I don't want to talk about him. Like, you just talked, you just told everybody who killed JFK. Like, you don't want to talk about Cosby? This is the weirdest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I produced 14 seasons of Mad TV, but I don't regret a single thing I've done. <laughs> How fucking funny would it be, though, if like every fucking week on Raw, it's three hours, guys, 20 minutes. You get fucking Michael Hayes liquored up. You put him in a room (laughs) with some fucking Paul Malls and Leonard Skinner. (laughs) And he just fucking says whatever comes comes in his mouth. I I know I've told you about this, but you've watched Free Bird Road. Oh, my God. It's amazing. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen it, put it into YouTube right now. It is. It is. It is basically. It is the redneck trailer park version of uh, uh, Puff Daddy's Every Breath You Take. It is uh, P.S. Michael Hayes wearing Steve Harvey's Leftovers. (laughs) Um, I love that HBO show. (laughs) (laughs) The Steve Harvey's Leftovers. It's all the kings of comedy have left. Uh, but D.L. Hughley. (laughs) He's the only one that's still around rummaging the earth. And... And uh, it's uh, it's a six and a half minute country song that it just it just felt like he was bothering Stephanie every day. Like, and look, I am doing Pritchard's P.S. Hayes. Like, Pritchard is the Dana Carvey of wrestling impressions now. Oh yeah, you're I mean, just doing un- him doing yeah, the people. He's unreal. I'm just like, hey, Soder's Soder good too. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, he's awesome. Hey, Steph, I got an idea. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. what if we do a song about my buddy Terry? And it's oh. like, all right. And then, one of the funniest, dude, the funniest fucking things. I I went yeah. to go see something to wrestle live, <laughs> and he told one story about Michael Hayes, which was just so like it was just like <laughs> Michael Hayes took a shit, but he forgot he had. He forgot that he had drugs, so you just you heard in the toilet, you heard plop, and then he goes shit, and then he shat on all his drugs. I, I uh, you know, he's the guy who went up to Mark Henry and said, "I'm sure I'm a bigger N word than yeah, you." Yeah, I don't. WWE celebrates. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, WWE. Once you employ Michael Hayes, you're no longer allowed to celebrate Black History. And the best part of Freebird Road is like when he's like at Terry's gravesite. 
And he's like, I miss you. I hope your family's well. And he's like singing like the bridge that he's making up in his head. And they're just showing all the different clips. And it's like, it's weird because like when, uh, you know, someone eulogizes someone, you watch all the clips, but it's Terry Bam Bam Gordy. So the clips are just him shoving people. And there's just a scene where they're like storming of the arena with their faces painted like rebel flags. And it's just like, your son's doing well. Your mom is a nice woman. You know, too, that whole like he was begging Vince to get that like the, yeah, yeah. for like years. He's like, hey, we got to honor Terry. Come on. <laughs> like he worked a money in the bank for free just so they could. <laughs> give him money to make that shitty video um mm-hmm. this is the part of the uh podcast where we talk about what your gimmick would be uh mike do you have one if you don't it's fine um we just jim has one uh mine would be uh mike uh crohn's bones lawrence oh my god <laughs> i'd be the first guys i, I just mike I, I has crohn's disease yeah and so it's not funny, but it is. So my whole thing, it's hilarious. I deserve it. But what's amazing, my whole gimmick would be I would have to try to end the mint matches as soon as possible. I would never want things to go long. I'd be like this really like because <laughs> you always would have to shit. Chicken shit, struggling to shit heal. <laughs> and uh and I would always piss off uh God, the authority figure. I I don't want them in wrestling, but they will be there. Mm-hmm. And so um, my ultimate punishment is he makes they, they make me do an Iron Man match. And I'm just <laughs> miserable shit, the just entire just brown time. stains around the ring. <laughs> yeah. While Papa Roach plays. <laughs> He's shooting on the floor. He's shooting in the hall. He keeps on shooting, shooting, shooting. My crow's my crow's shooting, shooting. That is Nickelback. <laughs> I'm sorry. You keep messing him up, man. I'm sorry. It's the same. You, you lost it's the same. One. It's the same customized bowling shirt. You know? <laughs> you literally lost us the one fan we had left. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be my wrestling... Hey, Jim, what's yours? Do you want to talk about it? Jim Cunningham, podcast producer. Before he starts, I want to say, uh, you got to see Jim's show, uh, Tom Gun Live, next Saturday. Where is yep, it going to be? 17th, uh, Regent Theater. Regent Theater, 8 p.m. It's a hilarious show. Jim, what's your gimmick? I was saying a good gimmick would be your comedian, your yeah. manager would be the MC. They come out earlier and yeah. uh, they introduce you. They give a little, you know... And then when you come out, it's 80s, like Seinfeld or something. You have the piano, yeah, the key yeah. tie, and all that. And your finisher, you do kind of the rope-a-dope. You do this, yeah. and then hit him with the other one, the punchline. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, ah. Jim Cunningham. And I have one more character, which is Bam Bam Gigolo, uh, which is just Bam Bam Bigelow. When the bell rings, he sucks your dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just a prostitute. <laughs> and our final segment, ruin a WrestleMania. Or no matter how many tears you cry on that head, it can't wash the flames. Bam! bam. <laughs> you know he was like a mafia guy. What? Really? Yeah, he was like an enforcer that they went to, like Larry Sharp's monster factory. Like, hey, our boy Scotty here wants to wrestle. Really? Yeah. Because he kind of looks like that guy, the Iceman, Richard, whatever, the guy, yeah. that one serial killer. Totally, totally uh, deserving of uh, Hall of Fame. Yes. Has he been in yet or no? Nah, fat dead guy. I mean, there's too many of them. Yeah. Earthquake's not in yet. There's t- two of them are talking on this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> yes, we're fat dead guys. Oh, by the way. Oh, shit. Here. Just just talk to the microphone for a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Mike Lawrence. Lawrence's Christmas present. Ah, that's Earthquake buddy. with the yeah. Jake with the Jake the Snake that he crushed. 
This this was one Damien, of Damien, thank you. Yes, uh, which then gave birth to Lucifer, who which he brought the next episode when the, and they had the Quake Burgers. Uh, this was one of the most traumatizing moments of my life when he killed that snake. It was, I mean, I think it's very easy for Jake the Snake in real life to channel pain and loss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when he's like tied in those ropes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm very glad Earth, that I, Earthquake I uh my new favorite wrestler. Yeah. What's um so do you have a um like last week we usually do like a ruin a WrestleMania or, or world's worst booker. Do you have something that would really piss off fans like us? Yes. Um a uh a women's only pay-per-view. No. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called Glow. <laughs> There, there was a Bachelor episode where they had glow wrestlers, and it was Glob, the gorgeous ladies of Bachelor. Was it? And it's really bad, yeah. Um, Glob sounds like something that's left you during your crumbs. <laughs> Glob, Glob is what happens yeah. every time you and Adina take a long car trip. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Oh, oh yeah. I knew. <laughs> your, your ass has been trying to call somebody. <laughs> His ass is trying to call. He's sitting with LeVar Ball. Shooting on. Okay, I'll stop. The shit is on his balls. <laughs> the shit is on. My Crohn's, Crohn's disease, Crohn's, Mike Lawrence, Michael Shockey Crohn's. <laughs> so the uh, the MC comes out with okay. the, yeah. um I I think uh what I would what I would do is I would have Stone Stone Cold. Come back. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for it. Uh, Stone Cold versus AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. And he just stunners him in the ring. 30 seconds. That's it. You do the Seamus yeah. Daniel Bryan thing. That's your main event. You build it from like Survivor Forever. Series on. And that's it. And just every wrestling fan would be conflicted with themselves. Like the member berries uh, part of them, <laughs> the part of them that's trying to accept and enjoy new things. And they'd be like, Buh. and right <laughs> in the beginning, when you hear the glass shatter, it's actually at a women's shelter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you like looking the other way, when there's domestic abuse cases, <laughs> oh, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting blocked. <laughs> My stop hitting me. What? Stop. <laughs> you <hurting> me. What? <laughs> oh, Oh, guys, come on, come no. on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike Lawrence. How are you Mike, doing? Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for doing the podcast. Uh, thank you. Uh, would you have anything to promote? This is coming out today. So, um, I uh, have to promote uh, my, my website, uh, com. I will be at Magooby's jo Joke House oh, awesome. in Baltimore. Um, Nikki's there this weekend. So. Yeah, uh, February... But way less people will be there when I'm there. Uh, February 22nd. Magooby is also something that happens when you crones. <laughs> there was uh, an original name for Hornswoggle. No. Um, the 22nd through the 24th of uh, February. And then um, yeah, I'm recording uh, my first album. Uh, no, well, my second, second album. album. My second album. That's right. Called The Just Me League. And that will be on um march 21st through the 24th in cap city 
And I will uncomfortably be trying to give a fist bump to people after Black Panther screenings next week. That's right. Um, I will be going on tour to promote my new album, which is going to be coming out around May 12th called uh, No Real Winners here. It's going to be on 800 Pound Gorilla Records. But yeah, in April, I'm going on tour across the United States, guys. April 15th, I'm going to be at Wise Guys in Utah. April 17th, I'm going to be at the Comedy Works in Denver. I'm going to be in Omaha. April... 18th, sorry guys, we're going to go through this for a little bit. April 19th, I'm going to be at the Mill in Iowa City. April uh, 21st, I'm going to be at the Hideout in Chicago. 22nd, I'm going to be at Woodland Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, 25th, I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Improv. 26th, I'm going to be at Otto Bar in Baltimore. 27th, I'm going to be at the Good Groove Room in Philadelphia. Uh, the 28th, I'm going to be at the Big Hunt in Washington, D.C. Um, I will be doing shows in New York all around during that month of May. Uh, and on Feb- and May 10th, first May 12th, which is also my birthday, and right when the album is released, I'm going to be at the Punchline Comedy Club in San Francisco. Uh, also, check out Superior Donuts on CBS on Mondays at 9 p.m., which is I write for, and I'd like to still have a job. So, uh, thank you guys so much, Jim. Uh, and so, OC Tom Gun Live next Saturday at the Regent Theater at 8 p.m. It's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, share it with your friends. You know, leave five stars. Get people talking about it. It would really help us out. Uh, thanks again. And uh, yeah, um, I don't know why this was really great. I don't know why I really paused at the end of it and said, nah, "And yeah, like it was the end of the last Fresh Prince." And I looked around <laughs> in an empty room. Have a good one, guys. Have a great week. Doesn't seem that long ago, three of us walking down that road. Kicking ass, taking names, all the time. Sometimes Jim and Jeff came along. Those were the best times, now they're gone. Well, it's been ten years since you ain't been around. Lord, I lost my best friend now. I can still see him strutting down that old aisle. I know I can't bring back yesterday. Oh, Lord, can you help me find my way back to freedom? Back to Freebird Road Jerry, do you realize what you've done? You touched the hearts of everyone You might have died too young But your legend lives on I know I can't bring back yesterday But we'll be all together Someday down a fever